Want to help keep the lights on in Anarchy Basement? Then go to PRLfans.com. There you can find links to Patreon, PayPal, our Bitcoin info, and other ways to help support the podcast. Now, enjoy the show. Hello, I'm Matt Bergman, and you are listening to the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast, episode 306. I'm here tonight with Jared Schneiderman. What up, guys? Kyle Wagner. Hey, everybody. Dan Albright. How's it going? And Mike Shipley. Hey. Yeah, um, thanks for coming on tonight, guys. Um, this should be should be a fun show, man. Um, so number one is like, wow, there was like a lot of uh, a lot of deaths this week recently. Um, we had what uh, John Lewis, right? Yep. <clears throat> and then we also had uh, Herman Cain, nine nine nine. He he died of the the COVID, right? Yep. So I don't know. Well, you forgot <clears throat> like, about you forgot you forgot about Wilfred Brimley, dude. Well, yeah, Wilford Brimley. Wilford Brimley, I find especially weird because did you know he was only 85, which makes no sense because he was like 75 in 1985. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, like, we're, aren't you shocked to learn that Wilford Brimley was only 85? Um, I mean, he was in C- Cocoon know. in like the uh, early 80s. Okay. Good point. Yeah, it's just like he just always <laughs> yeah, looked, yeah, yeah. he just always looks really old for his age. Well, like pa- Patrick Stewart. It was interesting that he was uh, that he wasn't older than he was. I don't. Huh. Rest in Beatus. Yeah, Beatus finally got him. <laughs> yeah. So about these deaths, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. So, Herman well, okay. So, so the, the the most interesting one to me is this Herman Cain death. Uh, where he actually died from the Rona, um, and he had been a pretty staunch, uh, in pretty staunch opposition of uh, the various um, mask mandates and things Didn't he like also that. Age four cancer. Um, I heard. Well, he it was in remission, so technically no, but technically yes, I guess. I mean, he still has. You still have a uh, pretty demolished immune system after that. Yeah. At that point. Yeah, I mean, certainly he wasn't like you know, a hundred percent healthy. Um, so he would definitely be, um, definitely be more likely to catch the Rona or not catch the Rona, but to get killed by the Rona. Um, he was a crazy candidate. It was like this guy's running as a Republican, but he looks like like a like a pimp or something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he just did not fit the what? mold of a Republican at all. What do you mean? He looks like a pimp. I Are you being he, racist I think now, dude? No, I that's think racist, actually, I think he actually was a pimp. It seemed like. Oh, that's was. racist. No, he, he was. Sold, no, he was a CEO of Godfather. Pizza. He pizzas. All right. So, so he had a tweet uh, on July first, and this is like, well, I guess that would have been like a, f- a few weeks before he died, but it said masks will not be mandatory for the event, which will be attended by President Trump. People are fed up, and this was in regards to the. Um, Trump rally that he went to. I think it was in where the fuck was it? Uh, near Mount Rushmore, I guess, South Dakota. Um. So yeah, interesting. That's, that's a weird place for a rally. I wouldn't think there'd be a, a whole lot of people there, but I don't know. Maybe well, South Dakota is more populated than I realize. No, I think the thing with that is that there was a a thing about if we're tearing down all the statues, then like the final boss would be Mount Rushmore because it's, you know, built on sacred native land and all of that. So of course, Donald Trump was like, I'm going to do a rally there. Mm. So people went out there to like demonstrate that we stand for Mount Rushmore. (laughs) COVID. (laughs) Dude, what is the final boss of tearing down monuments? You know, you got the Washington monument (laughs) in DC. That's a big one, right? I'd say the White House is probably the uh, the final boss, <laughs> final boss. I mean, let's be clear. <laughs> maybe maybe yeah. for anarchists, I don't know, but yeah. All right. But it, it was definitely interesting because uh, there was a lot of the left really bashing Herman Cain or post mortem and saying that like, look, this is kind of what you get style, 
yeah. for being anti-mask mandation, which missing the fucking point. But I digress. Well, they got a little bit of a point there. I mean, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, <yeah. laughs> I, you know, it's got it's not not tasteful, right? You're dancing on someone's grave or whatever. But uh, yeah, there's a little bit of a point there. I, I you know, we live in Maryland. Uh, everybody here is. All the stores have mask mandates, and I don't see the resistance in Maryland that I'm seeing online um, from other people. Other people seem to be very defiant, and they almost take pleasure in being like, I don't need a mask. And I'm like, it's really for your own good and for those around you, but okay. You know, I I wear them. Wasn't there a story, though, about – I think this happened in Maryland where some guy – um, went into a cigar store and they asked him to wear a mask and he refused. And like, basically, I think what happened was he um, he refused and got mad and then grabbed a bunch of cigars and like stormed out of the place without paying. The, <laughs> owner, the owner like chased him down the street and I guess the guy had a gun or something and turned around and like shot at the owner. Wow. And he gets in his car and goes on a, a police. Oh no, this wasn't in Maryland. Sorry, this was in PA. Now I'm remembering. But anyways, he uh, he like he like you know got in his car, sped away, and the police called up, called up to him, and then he shot it out with the police, and now he's uh, and they shot him. He didn't die, but he's uh, he's fucked now. <laughs> oh, that's wild! I had seen another video that was going around where a dude was like losing his mind because the guy and I don't remember which one. One of them had a mask, and one of them didn't. And the one that lost his mind was mad because the other one was doing it wrong. And he just, he turned and he like pushed. It was one of those like, like lunch counter things or like, you know, like a, above a like buffet where there's like a glass like thing. The sneeze guard. Yeah. He pushed the entire top of like the sneeze guard and the food was like, I honestly, I, I don't know the name of like the thing that he knocked off of the kitchen table, but he just pushed it behind the thing. It was like, ah! and I was just like, <laughs> yeah people i can't it's really actually sad watching humanity go through the like trauma we're dealing with together right now like i'm just watching it and going whoa whoa like everything is becoming like symbolic of this underlying seething hatred and it's kind of sad mm. i have this friend she's wearing she wears a translucent mask it's just like a mesh it's it's totally ineffective, right? She just wears it to, you know. Be, Dude, that was you know. totally transphobic, Kyle. It, uh, what? Translucent? <laughs> translucent. Yeah, you're, you're saying that translucent mass is ineffective. <laughs> Wait, is it translucent or it's just mesh? It's, it's a saying, mesh. It's okay. like a thin... It looks, so it she looks just like wears it to abide by the law, but it isn't actually doing anything doing anything that's yeah. right yeah and like you can yeah. see her you can see her mouth like it's like just this thin like mesh covering <laughs> it looks like a pair of like uh it looks like a thong or something that you just hook over your ears like but, uh, didn't uh, didn't Alyssa <laughs> milano have some sort of like i was just about to say that with too. holes in it or something <laughs> i don't know yeah she had one that yeah it was crochet yeah exactly dude and then also too, like while we're on Alyssa milano did you guys see like she tweeted earlier this week she was like what did she say? She was complaining that Joe Rogan's that, that Rogan? Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan. <laughs> Rogan yeah. complaining that, that Joe Rogan's podcast has like three times as many viewers as hers. Yeah, yeah dude. It's yeah, like, I saw that. Wow, dude. Like how how much well, do you have to feel? First of all, he definitely has way more than three times. No, dude. no, Jared. First of all, I didn't <laughs> know that she had a fucking podcast. Well, yeah. Well, I, someone I, pointed I, out that maybe this is just like really clever advertising for her podcast. Because now everybody knows that she has a podcast. Right, right. Maybe, you yeah. Know? I mean, there's dude, no way I, she I, believes that, right? I there's no way that, she believes that. I doubt that she has one third of the viewers as Rogan. Dude, no way. If you look up her, I mean, YouTube is only, you know, we don't have many YouTube viewers, but if you use YouTube as your metric, I mean, she has like maybe a thousand, you know, views on her shit. I mean, Rogan's got fucking like five million views on like his like least popular podcast episode, you know? It's just it was just funny to see that, but um, oh, I wanted to get back to the. It's just crazy how people with the mask thing. It's like both ways. It's like people will get so mad if they, you know, a on on one hand, if they see somebody not wearing a mask, you know, and it's like, okay, is that person being inconsiderate? Maybe, 
just fucking don't get near them. Just stay six feet away and you're fine. You know? And then on the other hand, it's like if you go into a store and they ask you to wear a mask, then wear the fucking then wear the fucking mask or get out. You know, like exactly. It's called it's like, your property yeah. rights. It's called that's, property rights. Yeah, that's exactly. the thing I don't get. Like, like I talk to like all these like libertarians, and I'm not saying like all these libertarians. It's not every libertarian I talk to, but there's definitely there are a number of libertarians I talk to, and they're just bragging to me about like you know going into stores and not wearing masks, and then uh, when they they're told to put one on, they they don't. And it's just like, yeah, cool. Yeah. Way to respect property rights. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess there is the argument is that like a lot of these are mandated by the government. So is it, you know, is it really the store well, that's, that's saying I don't it, know. Or, I mean, but the store is the one that is deciding to comply and set the policy. So every story that I've heard has been like an employee from the store telling them to put a mask on. Right. It's never been the police Con. were there yeah. and told me to put the mask on. And then I didn't, you know. Hey, right. You're not really sticking it to the man. I mean, yeah. you're you're potentially getting the store in trouble for, and you're you're making an ass out of yourself too. And making an ass out of yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I agree. It's it's a I'm weird hill to die on, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very very weird, very kinky. Yeah, I mean, you're also putting people at risk who are kind of being forced to choose between being there or not paying their rent. That's yeah, or, or people that are forced to choose between like being there or starving too, you know. Yeah. Right. Do you, Do you guys think the right is more resistant to the masks than the left? Like, my all my Democrat oh, no, friends definitely. are like, oh, 100%. not leave. They they like won't leave the house, and like the my right leaning friends are way more like, you know, this is bullshit. No masks, you know. Yeah, I mean, the second it was turned into a, the second it was turned into a bipartisan issue. I mean. That's where a lot of the right started saying, well, no, fuck you guys. We're not going to wear masks, which, come on. We can be anti-mask mandation, but still pro-fucking masks. It's yeah, right. hard. You know, the, the funny thing, though, too, because like, I'm somebody who's pretty pro-mask, but I'm definitely anti-mask mandation. But at the same yeah. time, I will say, um, in my opinion, the, uh, the lockdown is way more dangerous than the coronavirus is. Mm-hmm. It's and I, I don't I don't think I don't think so many people like even realize, you, you know, it's uh, this can be this can be pretty scary. I I heard it's like sixty million people are behind on their rent or something like that. I don't I don't know if that's factually correct, but that's a hell of a lot of people. Um, you know, so running running out of money is not good. Well, I mean, like, there's that, and there's like, uh, you know, you really can't get a lot of things because a lot of things aren't being produced right now. So it, it seems like a lot of things, like people are just like burning through the stuff that's already made. Hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, I work in a music store, and uh, you know, I had to call a company about like special ordering a, an acoustic guitar, and I was told uh, that it would, it would be available. The ETA is uh, January 2021. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Now that's the ETA now, you know, but who knows what's going to happen, right? So, I mean, this, this could be way worse than that. I did hear there's a pot surplus. You guys hear that? Like a, a marijuana <laughs> surplus? Yeah. California's like <laughs> apparently overflowing with, uh, with marijuana. I don't know. I was <laughs> nice. just watching a story about it right before the show here. Nice. COVID 420. <laughs> 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 okay. So, so Excellent. this is. So, so far, that's the name, unless we think of something better. COVID-420 is going to be... Well, why COVID-420? Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Mike. I was just curious, where would there be a surplus coming from? Where's, how's that happening? Um, I'm not entirely sure. The story was talking about how they still have a huge black market in California. Um, because, you know, they, they've obviously they've made the taxes so high that it's still profitable to um, produce Maybe. and sell illegally. Um, yeah, maybe it's because everyone's out of a job, so they've started like growing marijuana in their house. I don't know, um, but they said I mean, a lot of this stuff <laughs> is being shipped, um, you know, to the east where where pot's still illegal. So it's still it's like I guess very profitable to, to manufacture. Mm. But uh, I don't know. It was it was a documentary, like a sixty minute show or something like that. They were talking about all the illegal pot farms, and the cops are like. If we bust a pot farm that's unpermitted, we can never get a conviction. But we can get a conviction if they're stealing water from a stream 
or if they're using uh, illegal grow chemicals or something like that. He's like, we always have to like come up with something other than the pot um, hmm. to get them to get them convicted. Oh and, man, and that's I'm just. It's yeah. just garbage, you know. <laughs> I know. I'm watching. But you just well, don't you know, I'm watching this yeah. show just smack in my face. Like this is so stupid. Like <laughs> if you're gonna make it legal, you have to make it make it legal. Like Kyle, it, you know what? It would probably would have made you feel better. You could have just came over to my house and just ground up some weed for me. I'm sure that would have helped. But that, I'm uh, sure. That <laughs> yeah, it, it's so annoying. You know, they they just they can't just be like, oh, it's actually legal and you can produce it. It has to be so regulated and so taxed. Um, and you need permits and all this other stuff that they make it so difficult. And then they're like, well, it's not working. It's not raising it. You know, there's still a black market. We don't know why. <laughs> Cause like, we don't understand basic stupid. economics. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, there's new news, new, new news. news, new news in the Garrett Foster yeah, with the uh, yeah, with the guy phone. who shot him with um, Daniel Perry is the guy's name. He come out that he's an army sergeant, and kind of going through some of his like old tweets and that type of shit. There's there's something to be said about like premeditation because he's talking about how we really wish that the uh, that the protests come to uh, to uh, now I'm blanking on Austin. Austin. Yeah, really wish that the protests come to Austin and we'll kind of show them what's what type deal and like. There's other footage that's also been surfacing in terms of uh, him running a red light, pulling into the giant crowd, and I believe that the uh, streets were also closed off. And he knew what the fuck he was doing, but just recently came out with his lawyer saying that he was acting in self-defense and he was afraid for his life. Yeah, you're afraid for your life when you jumped out of your car, shot three, t- uh, shot him five times oh, against wait, someone did he who's his car? already. Yeah, he he got partially out of his car to, uh, to shoot Garrett Foster. Okay. Wow. I, this is I didn't know that's that. new, new to me. Yeah. I, I kind of was getting, first of all, from Foster, I got a cowboy vibe. I was like, this guy, um, you know, he's walking around with that AK, probably looking for a reason to use it. And, uh, he gave an interview. What? Apparently. Dude, it sounds like you're, you're victim blaming Kyle. I, well, hold on. Let me tell you, I'm, I've been on, I'm new, totally neutral on these cases. I try to sound like it to me. I just try to take in the facts <laughs> and figure out what happened, you know, but then I was reading about the shooter and I'm like, yeah, there's a good chance that guy went there looking for an opportunity to shoot a protester and he, he found his opportunity. So it very well could have been premeditated, you know, I mean, quite he had obviously now. had a gun ready right he had a gun so he might have been going there looking having a gun i mean what does that prove i mean eh, you're what, right, he was, you're he was right. interested in defending himself so i'm just saying you're using like some bullshit talking points and i mean i don't that, think the presence of was the legal gun control logic all right okay right. Well, it is also texas and i have to factor that in where a lot more people have guns whereas yeah. it's pretty rare for people in maryland to be driving around with guns i think i mean i could be wrong but well, it depends on where you're at, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Yeah. I guess that's not that's not a, a red flag there. But given that with his tweets and everything, it kind of seems like he might have gone there looking to do this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the rhetoric around, um, like, when people block streets, they deserve to get hit. And we've been seeing, I mean, obviously nothing to the scale other than, like, the Heather Heyer thing that happened at Charlottesville, but we have seen people accelerating slowly uh, to push through crowds. And especially like verbally, like the speech around this issue has been escalating. Um, And so, I mean, I feel like for me, when I heard what happened, I thought like, you know, it was only a matter of time before somebody acted out on the way that that rhetoric has been, you know, sort of growing in, the sense of urgency that people are frustrated by having streets blocked and, um, you know, people deserve to die. And then after it happened, all of those same arguments have been the ones that came out, you know, uh, who had the right of way and, you know, they surrounded his car and like this, the word mob is the new thug, you know what I mean? Calling them hmm. a mob is um, the way that you demonize people who are freely associating around a topic that you don't agree with you know orwellian lot or orwellian vocabulary there yeah yeah and so yeah that's my take on it it's um 
just a really unfortunate, almost like sign of the times. Like, I don't mean to make it be dismissive either, actually, because on honestly, like the most disturbing thing about the whole thing to me was watching the way it unfolded in libertarian spaces, because that was one of our own members. So to watch um, what happened to him be torn into this sort of polarized narrative about, oh, was he in allegiance with Marxists or did he deserve to die? And hearing um, sort of narratives that are more, you, you would hear out of liberals about like a, like a school shooting being applied to, you know, a libertarian marching for against police brutality. Uh, I'm going to stop talking. You get my, no, no. I mean, dude, you're making some, some great points, man. There, there was a lot of uh, yeah. bootlicking going on. Yeah, the whole guilt by association thing was one that got me I, just very confusing to me. I just, I don't understand how that's a thing. I mean, it's not like, I mean, yeah, if the guy was out there, like, I don't know, doing something like killing people or something, or was with people that were killing people, then yeah, fine. But like, he's okay, out here, there. Here's a hot take, though. Like, <sighs> like, if you're blocking a road, couldn't you be killing somebody? Like, for instance, if like had, well, I mean, driving to the hospital. Well, so they apparently, from what I heard, and you can correct me, Dan, because you know a little bit more. But I believe they had, I believe they had a permit. Not that you know, as an anarchist, I care <laughs> about permits. But like, well, you just brought did the it, permit, dude. Um, but what, if they you, had a permit for Kyle, how much did Kyle pay you to say that? No, but I mean, if they had a permit, then obviously there was some planning by I would hope by the city to arrange like road closings, yeah, routes, exactly. routes for like you know hospital or for ambulances and shit. So. It's not like they just like blocked fucking I-95, you know, I don't know what road they were on, but it was, you know, it was planned. It wasn't just like a, a spontaneous gathering, but. Yeah, I get a lot of uh, BLM as a Marxist organization. I've had that debate a number of times on Facebook mm-hmm. and I, you know, they're like, well, the founder is a self, they claim to be a trained Marxist or something like that. Uh, and they're yeah. supposed to indict the entire organization and all the people that are actually supporting. I'm like, I bet you most of these people don't know who the founder is and don't care what her political leanings are. They, they just care about the slogan, you know, black lives matter right. is, is just a, it's a, but- sort of obvious everyone should agree slogan um well, yeah, well, but see the retort well, that i keep there's a different thing between like there's like the movement and then there's like the organization right right yeah you go to the organization's website you can check out their like uh bullet points for 2020 and i think like i think like nine out of ten have nothing to do with uh cops killing people <laughs> you know it was, it was it was a lot of like uh socialist leftist stuff yeah, but, I don't know. I, mean, I still know, that's, don't. That's the organization. That's not everybody in the organization, um, but that's what the organization's putting out there. How about a UBI? Do they support that? I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, want, but I'm well, not we, sure. We did this. I mean, we did this a while back when the Black Lives Matter first came around on one of our earlier podcasts. We sort of went through the platform and we're like, what the fuck is this? But. You know, the reality is like, yeah, like you said, most of the people that are involved in this ha- have never even like seen this website. You know, they've never read this list of stuff. Yeah, that's and, the movement. And, right. And and people will say, well, they're being useful idiots for these Marxists that are really in control. And it's like, I mean, are they really in control? Like, no. I mean, like, I, you know, I don't see it. I don't see how they're in control. I don't see how. It, and I heard it's, uh, it's George Soros who's, right, uh, right, right. who's paying them all off. You know? I mean, <laughs> It's like, okay, I mean, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see how it's this big Marxist like conspiracy. It's like, I don't either. And you know. I don't think Garrett Foster was a Marxist or a Marxist sympathizer or anything like no. that. And, uh, that, and to use that and say that, well, he was, if he wasn't, you know, he, he knew about it, knew about their background and he was out there marching. So he screw him. He deserved to die. I mean, it's such a terrible Mm-hmm. um take wait it's a bad take you know so i was really looking at the the fine details of what happened at the sh- time of shooting where was that gun was the gun pointed at the driver um, it was in the low ready it was, it in, was low in low ready and i i you know you could see the gun up on his shoulder and i guess it was pointed downward but uh i mean you're talking about just a few inches away from being pointed at him I'm like, eh, jury might be like, eh, that's, you know, looks like he's threatening at that point or he's about to threaten to shoot. 
And I, I could, if you were trying to convince me, I was afraid for my life because my car was surrounded and I see this guy with a gun braced against his shoulder. I thought he was going to shoot me. I, you know, you might get away with a self-defense claim on that one. I, I don't mean, know. But if you're afraid for your life, you don't extend your weapon. You don't roll down your whip window or open the door or whatever he did and stick it out to where anybody in that mob could just grab it and turn it back on you. Hmm. Like that is not a defensive posture is my point. If you have a window between you and the people, then you already, of course, that's not going to stop a bullet. Right. But Mm -hmm. you don't roll down the window and expose yourself to that threat by like sticking your arm out is what I'm saying. That is Mm -hmm. a very, that's a weak posture to anyone can grab your gun is my point. So I don't don't know what the jury would think, but that's what I would tell the jury yeah. We we have seen videos of drivers being ripped out of their cars and 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 beaten and stuff. So bad things have happened. But I don't. We understand. also. But you're forgetting the. I mean, you're leaving out the part where he drove into the crowd. I know. I mean that yeah. that's that to me is like the first aggression. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then whether and then you know maybe they approach his car with the gun because they fear for their lives because they're concerned like this guy's gonna fucking you know, just stomp on the gas pedal. So maybe yeah. like I've got to defend myself. Yeah. This is so, another Heather Heyer situation, right? That's probably what, that's probably what Garrett Foster was thinking. Exactly. So he, so, yeah. What's that? That's what I would have been thinking. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, Garrett so, yeah, was also, in my mind, you know, that would be the first, the act of the initial act of aggression within the context of like the nap or whatever. And then my, about, so Garrett had some, and I haven't seen this person. So I, I I'm paraphrasing, a, a second in paraphrase. Um, but he had done a video or a Facebook post or something where he was saying that, you know, he'd been out at these protests with his girlfriend and, um, you know, keep in mind, he's basically her caretaker, you know, their partners or whatever. And he is there to stand up for the fact that his partner's life matters. And Oh, by the way, she happens to be in a wheelchair. She doesn't have arms or legs and people yeah. are being fucking shitty to them. And he's aware of this. So he's been carrying his weapon because he's seeing that um, they're surrounded by a volatile situation that is unpredictable. And, you know, him being there to push the wheelchair might not be enough. He may not, he may also have to defend them. So he's got his rifle there for that reason. And then this car shows up doing, you know, Heather higher weird stuff. If I was there under that, in that headspace, if that's the headspace that I'm in, I'm going to immediately go into low ready and I'm going to, you know, see what's up. I'm going to step forward. I'm here. That's why I'm here. And that's what he did. And we know what happened next. Mm-hmm. Was she a quadruple amputee or a quadru- paraplegic? What was her? I thought she was just paraplegic. Uh, was she actually missing her limbs or just? I thought she was missing like three limbs. I, thought it was like <laughs> Sorry, I don't, don't want to laugh. Saying. but No, I mean, was it quadruple? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. I'm curious. No, I also now. heard it was quad amputee as well. Okay, sorry. That I don't I know, know how you quadriplegic, but I don't know whatever. how you could Same how difference. people live. I you know I all the power to her. I I don't know how how you do it. Yeah, um, that's that's. You know tough. what was tripping me out is that in those videos, and you can hear her like screaming. Oh God! Mm. There just and like. Yeah, those are fiance. Right. Yep. Caretaker for ten years. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. Oh, like that. I don't know how you like watch that video and then go into like, oh well, he deserved it, or like these people are all Marxists, or um, I don't know. I watched the video and was like, I couldn't tell what the heck happened. I it the camera was shaking around, everything was blurry. All I heard some pops. And that was it. So maybe there's better video that's come out since the one I saw. But the one I saw was completely impossible to tell what happened. There's a slowed down version, and there's a second version showing the like backside of the uh, of the engagement where right. you can kind of see the back of the car. I gotta um, check that one out. You know, my first impression was I couldn't see anything. But uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a horrible story. And yeah. uh, it's been very divisive for libertarians too, because of uh, because of the BLM angle. Yeah, I feel like if it had been something else, like I don't know, a fucking like Second Amendment march or something or protest, 
you wouldn't have this. I mean, it might not have even happened in the first place, but like, I don't know if it was something more like, I don't know, anti-war march, right? And there was no yeah. association with BLM at all. You, you, would have, you would not have this reaction from libertarians. They'd be like, oh, this fucking bootlicker showed up. And he- no, hold on. I say it's divisive for libertarians. It's been divisive because there's a lot of quote-unquote libertarians who are very right-leaning, uh, arguably not even really libertarians. Well, they, sure, support, yeah. they support Trump. Uh, they're, they're, they're so far right that they're you know, arguably not libertarians anymore. So those are the kind of people I've been arguing with. Yeah, I mean, most of the libertarians that I've, you know, that I count as like <laughs> real libertarians, TM, you know, have been uh, pretty much in agreement that this is fucked up. But yeah, I mean, there's the very right leaning, like hoppy and style libertarians that are, or whatever you want to call them, that are, you know, just saying, like you said, he deserves it because I guess. I use their proper term, it. it's uh, bootlicker. <laughs> A place games win stupid prizes. Yeah, that whole thing. <laughs> Did you guys see that meme with the uh, the guy in in the tank from in China from the you know whenever it was Tiananmen Square? The guy oh, that blocks oh, the yeah. tank, and then it has like an idiot below that, and the guy's like, "Play stupid games, win stupid prizes." <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. get out of the road, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, get out of the road. Stop it's blocking a, the road. <laughs> it's a meme that's mocking the people that are saying those kinds of things. Right. But it, it's a really funny meme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, guys, what's going on with Ellen DeGeneres? <laughs> well, uh, there are accusations of uh, sexual misconduct. Um, so I'm reading from NPR right now. Um, the Ellen DeGeneres show is facing a new round of serious allegations, this time of sexual harassment and misconduct against three of the Daily Talk Show's executive producers, as well as other forms of workplace misconduct. The allegations come from 36 former Ellen DeGeneres employees. Wow. Damn, who would have thought, man? The fucking dancing lady. Her, her staff is just, just raping behind the scenes. I've heard that they said it's a hostile work environment and all that kind of stuff, and you know, Ellen's image is a, a wholesome image, right? For the yeah. most part. So, I, but she's been under a lot of fire lately for, it was, I thought it was something else too, besides this uh, workplace thing. Yeah, this came out after she had already apologized for having, basically just like being a, like a tyrant, uh, you know, in the workplace, just being like a nasty, a nasty person um, to her, uh, to her employees. Yeah. But, you know, this kind of, I mean, it's not as bad, obviously, because it's not as bad, but, like, it, it kind of has shades of Bill Cosby, you know, where Bill, Bill Cosby was this, like, wholesome, like, family, you know, family guy, blah, blah, blah. Behind the scenes, he's, like, fucking raping chicks. Now, she's not doing anything that bad, but, it, like. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Mickey Mouse on uh, South Park, right? But, okay, so. South Park Mickey. <laughs> So hey, was go um, there and make me more motherfucking money. Oh <laughs> yeah! Oh my god! That's <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so were any of the were any of the uh, allegations against Ellen herself, or was it just not other the people? sexual harassment ones? Yeah. So, cause it's, it's kinda, I don't know. It seems like it's kind of unfair because it's like you know everybody's just piling everything directly onto Ellen, and if she had nothing to do with that, I mean. You know, I mean, in, yeah, in, any, in any office across America, there's bound to be a little bit of sexual harassment going on, and it's not like it's it's Ellen DeGeneres' fault. I don't, I don't know. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, she's not directly. Go ahead. I think you're gonna say what I'm gonna say, but go ahead, Mike. No, you can go first. I was gonna make an anti-capitalist point that oh, if I wasn't gonna do that, because <laughs> they're taking all the risks and they're the smart one that, like, you know, then why is it suddenly? a sort of cooperative vibe when they don't want to take responsibility. Not that, I mean, I'm not making, I don't know whether she's really like, she knew and she turned a blind eye or whatever, you know, I don't really know. Like, I actually think I agree with you, Matt. Um, In the real world, single human beings can't make all the decisions and have all the information. I mean, that's the, that's just the knowledge problem, right? That we hear about from the Austrians. yeah. So I agree with you, Matt. I'm just saying that logic actually undermines the idea that a single owner um, can plausibly claim to like 
hold ownership. So I made a random point that wasn't about Ellen. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I was so just... <laughs> to be honest, because no, I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> Ellen uh, does not speak for me as a queer person, and I've been annoyed with it for a long time. So, and this happened back. I'm, I'm, I'm going to open up now. Um, speaking of Nick Sarwark and how much everyone hates him. Oh, which we weren't. But um, there was this time where she got photographed, like throwing a, fo a football at a football game with George W. Bush or yeah. at a baseball game or something. And Sarwark went on his page and was lecturing us all about kindness because she made a point about kindness. They had questioned her, why are you, hey, why are you going on TV with a war criminal? And she was like, oh, we have to be kind. And all of the liberals were out <laughs> running around being like, oh yeah, be kind to war criminals. And um, this has nothing to do with the sexual allegations or anything, but just a systemic um, kind of where we make glib surface, like just like fluff towards kindness and, and, you know, and then shame everybody into like going along with that. Oh, mm. Ellen is the model, like lesbian. She came out in the nineties and like, how can you hate her? And her show is so great. Well, did, did you see the, do you see the memes after that where they like uh, photoshopped her at like Abu Ghraib? Yeah, I did. Like with the fucking like guy that's like hung up, you know, the famous picture of the guy and she's just like sitting there like pointed at him. Yeah. So like, <laughs> honestly, I don't want to hear the excuses. Actually, your name is on the show. You are yeah. pocketing the money. You are taking the cash and your fucking staff. Am I allowed to cuss in this show? Of yeah. Course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay. Your staff was like fucking shit up and now you're acting like you don't know what was going on and like, oh, we're going to change things. No, sorry. How many people? 62 people? No. Oh, that's so how old 36. She's. 36. She's 62 years old. Bless her heart. 36 years <laughs> old. 36 people had to come out and like, that's scary, right? You're going against this big person in your industry. You may never work again. They've been living with that fear for, and, and like, they had to, you know, who knows, like, how did they even organize that? Like, we were like whispering to each other in the back room. Hey, did she ever touch you or whatever? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, that kind of like having to live with that pain and trauma and figure out and try to like, I don't know how, what the, what really happened to them or how painful or traumatic it was, but obviously it was yeah. disturbing enough for them to write this letter. And Ellen needs to own that as my point. She doesn't get to go on TV and talk about being kind. I'm not right. hearing. Yeah. I mean, if she has, if she had, she is at least partially responsible just because yes, like you said, her name is on the show. I mean, if she was definitely aware of it, if they could prove that she was aware of it, then, I mean, she's even even more culpable in that sense, right? I mean, that's how, you know, that's what happened to, like, Joe Paterno with uh, the Penn State thing when uh, it was that his assistant coach or whatever was, like, molesting, like, a whole bunch of kids. And he, you know, he ended up getting in trouble for it. And, uh, you know, the statue torn out all the shit because while he wasn't the one doing it, he was in charge of the organization, and he may have looked the other way while it happened. So, you know, it, yeah. I'm all not right. going to watch the Ellen show until this, <laughs> this is all resolved. Kyle is boycotting the Ellen show. Boycotting. <laughs> so is the Ellen show canceled at this point? I thought it was canceled. It's not canceled yet. Oh, yet, you say. Not well, yet. Who else was? Uh, Kimmel. Kimmel was in, under, in trouble for something. Is, isn't Kimmel what. canceled? I don't know. I thought he was taking a hiatus or something. I can't keep track of all these scandals for all these shows I don't even watch. Yeah. Uh, Re Regis Philbin <laughs> died. I heard that. We didn't. We didn't yeah. talk about that. Oh yeah. But uh, I think that was like last week, wasn't it? Yeah, I think we. I think we did mention that a little bit. But all right. Anyway, yeah, not on this not on this episode, of course. But uh, you know, also this this week uh, we're hearing now. Um, so uh, somebody came out and testified that Bill Clinton went to Epstein's island with two underage girls. Who who testified this? Uh, was it Mia Guthrie? Mia uh, Guthrie. I think so. Let me see. Oh, the Giffrey or whatever. Oh, she hasn't been suicided uh, yet. No. No, hold on. Let me let me get let me get back to where this is. Sorry, thought I had because we already knew his we already knew his name was on the flight logs, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think like that's already been for like, a while proven, yeah. but now we have evidence. Oh, we're not evidence, but we have uh, testimony that he well, he was it, yeah. going with some some young underage chicks. I'm pulling it up right now. Um, 
Virginia Guffrey says. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you were Guffrey. close. Yeah. He said he didn't do it. That's all I know. <laughs> I did not have yeah. sexual relations with that those yeah. girls. Yeah, he also yeah. didn't. Sure he, didn't, didn't he didn't do anything with Monica Lewinsky. Uh, <laughs> he also did not inhale. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do a lot of things, but he sure ends up in the news quite a bit. For me. <laughs> yeah, I got a friend that's like obsessed with all this uh, this Hollywood celebrity pedophile ring with like the Wayfair stuff and all of it. Uh, she's oh, is he a, is he a Q guy? I don't know. What's a Q guy? Like Q Anon? No, this is a, it's a girl. She's just into the story. She's always reading uh, conspiracies about the satanic pedophile ring or whatever. Sounds like a Q Anon. Yeah. Sounds like one of them. I don't know. I, I don't know what to believe. <laughs> you know, it's the internet, right? There's a million conspiracy theories out there, and there's probably half of them are true. But yeah. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's a stretch to think that um, wealthy, powerful people have access to services that, um, and I use that term loosely, services, um, that ordinary people would be prosecuted, rightfully so, in this case, for. So I feel like it's another one of those things where, like, polarizing the issue is making it difficult to actually um, – sort of properly get to what's going on behind the surface right because if you if you if you're thinking that it's a choice between this is a complete conspiracy or um it's all true um and neither of those may be really the case what's really going on is maybe okay there's a bunch of smoke so there's probably some fire but um it's probably not a satanic cult operating out of a pizza basement you know Britney Spears videos or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I think it's it would be good to know for sure what was going on, but well, it's interesting. Epstein was a billionaire, right? But when you watch the documentary, most of the girls he's offering them two hundred dollars was like the, uh, going <laughs> for a massage. You know, get, tell your friends, get as many friends as you can. I'll give him two hundred dollars. That was sort of his his going That's the going price. rate. So, so it's quite a, a yeah. <laughs> it's quite a step up to the uh, pedophile island, you know, where he's actually got I guess captured these women or or whatever. Uh, I'm you know I'm sure it happened. I'm not saying it didn't happen, but it's just a weird jump to me from getting your middle school friends two hundred dollars to to the uh, pedophile island. So mm. and and how widespread? Like I don't know, man. It's it's got to be way more widespread. I thought pedophilia was more of a um, uh, fringe, weird perversion. You know, like are they really like buddies that do this together? Like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, not to I mean, not to go into a weird headspace with it, but just like it's not that difficult to imagine people with wealth and power being able to access services that the rest of us don't get. That came out weird too, but um, it's not <laughs> hard to imagine something that has the allure of being scarce, like a scarce resource that only we can access. Um, yeah. becoming a kind of status symbol in mm. itself, right? Yeah. And so in a society where um, there's a lot of sex negativity, a lot of us living with childhood traumas that are unresolved in different ways, and, and just um, sexuality in general is distorted into something almost out of proportion with what it really needs to be, which should be something healthy, healthy and consent-based and much more sort of positive, right? We're not there as a society. We have a lot of people living with like repressed um, desires and everything else. So my point is, for me, it's just not hard to believe that um, there's a scarce resource of underage people and there are people who buy it just because they can. Right. Just because their friends do. So it's like a like a Cuban cigar. Like I mean, a- do you think do you think that it's a, a mental disorder or something of that nature, Shipley? Well, yeah. Well, so that. And I mean, let, we can. Not that I'm going to. I do not 
want to come off as an apologist or anything of that nature for any of this shit. I believe all of them should go to a wood chipper, but sure, dude, we believe you. We have to, we have to keep in mind <laughs> that like, you know, sex dolls of children were outlawed and it would be a viable alternative. Oh yeah. No, I'm, I'm on board with that. Like I do think, um, you know, but I think what you're saying, hold on. If I could interject though, I, I think what you're saying, Mike, is that this, these people aren't necessarily, um, they're not necessarily pedophiles in the sense where that's what they're like always attracted to. But, right. but in this case, there is, you know, there is the sort of psychopathy of being this like super wealthy, super powerful person that can get whatever he wants. And then you find out, oh, I can actually get this thing that is illegal that I would go to jail for on this private island. So that's like, you know, getting that dopamine hit that you haven't been able to get because you've got everything you could ever possibly want, you know. Right, because sexuality and power are more inextricably linked than uh, we talk about. Right, sure. And um, if there's a power dynamic to being able to get something that is forbidden to almost everyone else, right. then that aspect of the kink, if you will, can, can, can come out. Right. I thought a that lot of those guys were into being uh, subs. <laughs> right? <laughs> Do you what? Do they come to your dungeon frequently, Kyle? No, look, like, it's what, 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 is a, what is a sub? I don't know what this is. Tell me, Kyle. like a sub now, a no. submissive, right? So, like, because these are rich and powerful men that are always in charge, it's uh, pleasurable to them to be on the opposite end of things and be submissive to a dominatrix. So they say that a lot of men that employ dominatrixes are actually power men in their regular life. So they like the opposite of that sexually. Hmm. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the sub argument can really come in when it comes to children. No, no, I mean, for sure. I think that's a different no. itch they're scratching. Yeah. I, I think I agree with Mike's analysis. It makes sense to me that this is like the rarity. That's why I said the Cuban cigar. It's illegal. It's like, hey, I got something, you know. And it's not it's, even that great, right? I mean, I've heard uh, Cuban yeah. cigars aren't even that. They're not like that much better than like a fucking... Portuguese cigar or whatever. Or not Portuguese, but you get what I'm saying. Hard to get, illegal for everybody else. You know, I, it makes sense. That's a possibility. I mean, I think Epstein, I don't think that was Epstein's motivation. I think he was actually just a real pedophile, you know. But for yeah. some of the. Wasn't he also ones, just trying to blackmail people too? Maybe. I don't, the guy was like a total scumbag. I don't know. Yeah. No, I'm not trying to, certainly not trying to defend Epstein. Yeah. Might have been. Yeah. All right. Uh, we I think we got time for one more topic there, Matt. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay, so so uh, Donald Trump has uh, now suggested to delay the election. And and what's his reasoning for that? Well, I mean, he, he's just talking like uh, with mail-in voting, there'll probably be a lot of voter fraud. It'll probably be pretty crazy, right? Maybe. Maybe. I don't mean, doesn't that like freak you out at all? I mean, about, uh, with, like, I mean, I don't uh, see how mail in voter fraud is any more re- reliable or unreliable than like just fucking going to machines that like one company called Acorn controls, you know? Like, wasn't that the whole cons- conspiracy back then? Like, back in like 2008 or whatever? Well, it certainly doesn't sound like it, there's going to be less apt for, for voter fraud to me. But, I mean, uh, less I don't know. I just don't understand why I can deposit a check with my phone, but I can't securely vote online even. Because it's the government versus the private sector? (laughs) Okay, (laughs) there's that, you know, but like, why do we even let them say that out loud? Like that, the idea that we can't, vote by mail is that that's somehow more prone to fraud than. Yeah. Like we couldn't vote on the blockchain. Right. Like, that should just we should be like <laughs> good one yeah uh send me my mail-in ballot i'm gonna fucking vote you know in-person voting is gonna be a nightmare if we do this i mean i said you know they're gonna have the six feet markers and they're gonna have everybody wearing masks we've already started doing early voting for that shit really yeah, from what i heard yeah i mean that would be a good idea have early you know extend the voting time frame 
Yeah, you have like to know, stagger it out, right? You yeah, have yeah, two, like two I, weeks instead of one week, something. Yeah, like, like that. I was actually talking about this the other day with my wife, and I was saying it, it would probably be easier to do it right now because of COVID, since like the schools are closed, right? And, and most uh, people vote at, at public schools, so you know you could just spread the voting apart. You know, mm-hmm. say like people with uh, if your name begins with like these letters show up on this day, yada yada yada. You know, you yeah. Can spread yeah, I don't see any reason to postpone it. You know, he probably just wants to stay in office longer. Well, that's what the uh, yeah, that's what the left is saying that he wants to <laughs> stay in office forever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, could I mean, be. From, uh, he's waiting for uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg to die. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds like from the, what the right was kind of also explaining was uh, it was a um, little bit of a joke to quote own the libs more or less for. Um, after all, like the mask mandation, everything of that nature, where um, oh, I kind of lost the point. I apologize, guys. Um, well, so, somebody. Oh no, I, I saw that too. It was like the uh, the fact that the li- like the left supposedly or the liberals were um, in favor of you know all the restrictions, and now he's saying, well, you know, because of these restrictions that you guys want, I don't think it's safe to vote in the polls. I don't think it's you know reliable to have uh, mail in voting, but. You know, I don't know, like people, you know, this is another like 40 chess move that people are attributing to Trump. I think he's just, I think he's just uh, jumping on the voter fraud bandwagon that the Republicans have always been pushing and saying, well, you know, this is going to be even more. So let's postpone it. I don't think it's like owning the libs with their own, you know, whatever. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, and if it was, that's actually just, it's kind of worse because it's such a serious topic. The idea of the president of the United States would use his platform to make people think either A, that a dictator is about to seize power or that their votes are so, um, so potentially like prone to fraud that like why even cast one? I mean, what an irresponsible use of your voice. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it isn't something you would expect to hear from a president, for sure. Wait, Chipley, are you you saying that uh, you expect Trump to be responsible with his voice, though? I mean... (laughs) I know. Yes, I do. Listen, okay, what counts as having a platform in the Libertarian Party is almost laughably tiny. But even with that said, as people who have a platform, I don't know about you all, but like, I think about that. I think about being careful about the way I use my voice. On a tiny little platform, I just passed 4,000 with my page. Yay, that's considered like, not huge and you know what I mean? In the libertarian terms, and here's my point, how much more should someone who's president of the fucking free world with how many million voters does he not like think to himself about using that responsibly? Like, yes, I do. Because I know how that feels when you say something flippant and you see other people act on it. It makes you step back and go, whoa, I need to be careful. And if I can feel that with, and it wasn't even like, I've been feeling that way for a while. Like you notice when you say things and a lot of people are listening and their behavior changes. You do feel that. And so, yes, I know you were just joking. So I, and I, I did another classic Mikester where I took a, a really casual- Mike Shipley's page only has 4,000 followers. So sad. I know. No, I knew the greatest- uh, <laughs> No, like that's- You get my point though, right? Like, yes, I do expect Donald Trump- I mean, yeah, in, in, uh, in principle, he should be responsible. But, you know, historically speaking- we know that's not going to be the case in any sense. So let's try to squeeze this TikTok topic all in because it kind of goes in line with what Trump is doing. You know, he's uh, trying to ban TikTok, um, which is an app I don't use. I, I don't. It's like, a, but I guess China is using it to steal everyone's personal information. Is that is that what it's the a, problem with it is? It's a Chinese company, and uh, there's government the Chinese government surveilling it. And I actually wouldn't be surprised if Zoom also goes because I believe Zoom is also a uh, Chinese owned corporation oh wow there's a good chance that uh everything that we say and do on zoom is also being uh being surveilled all right good to know 
I miss, I did. Does anybody read those agreements when they click? Uh, I agree. It probably <laughs> it probably tells you in there. It's gonna it's gonna turn into a South Park episode with the uh, human. <laughs> well, from what I understand, though, TikTok <laughs> does have a U.S. base, right? I mean, yes, the parent company is owned by probably the CCP to some degree, but um, there is a um, you know, there, there is a, I believe there is a United States entity. And also Microsoft was currently or is currently in talks to buy the U.S. subsidiary of TikTok. Oh. Yes. And um, so now that's kind of like on the back burner because they don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if Trump has the legal authority to do something like that. I mean, to just outright ban a company, like what is the... I mean, sure, he can do an executive order, but is that going to, you know, is, what's the Supreme Court going to say? Um, you know, how's that going to go? I don't know, but I, you know, I mean, it's like, okay, how hip, how hypocritical, <laughs> you know, like look at the fucking NSA, look at the FBI, CIA, they're yeah. all fucking. There's know. a lot of good memes coming out about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like, they're spying dude, I would rather, them. honestly, I would rather the CCP be spying on me because like, what the fuck are they going to do to me? Right. They can't send like their fucking. <laughs> police to my door they can't send their you know intelligence organizations to my door you know and a problem with spying that i think that i think of is like uh just volume right how do you pick out of all the you know nine-year-old girls dancing to britney spears how do you pick out something that's actually relevant and worth spying on even this podcast that wouldn't is not worth spying on there's you know well it's already out there in the open (laughs) yeah (laughs) on facebook yeah. Oh, you yeah, got it. Well, well, look, hey, if, you know, if, if, if the U.S. government and they're, you know, if you work for the DOD and they say, well, you're not allowed to have TikTok on your phone, I, I can get that. I can understand why that might be the case. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, if they're spying on a bunch of fucking like teenagers and just mining data so they can sell them like advertisements for fucking, you know, dresses and shit, like who gives a fuck? That's mm-hmm. what we're doing. That's what Facebook does. Like, yeah. I don't see how this is a national security threat. Yeah, I mean, and it could be much, it could much be something clearer similar. than the NSA, right? It could What's be something that? similar to the uh, CCP's um, social credits. I mean, if there was anything like that enacted, even in partial via like private companies, I mean, it could, it could be a little bit alarming. But how would that happen? In what do you mean? Like, how would that? How would them doing that? Like, how would that affect the United States? I mean, if um, let's say, let's say they were regulating flights based off of the uh, social credits from what they've surveilled, hmm. um, and therefore, you know, U.S. citizens wouldn't be able to travel to China. Not, don't know why necessarily they would, unless it was for business. But uh, still, like yes, but and, and we sure in the short term, it's not posing much of a threat for us. In the longer term, who's to say what happens fifty years from now? Um, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. What do you think of the theory where he's just butt hurt because TikTok trolled his big rally? That's probably more likely. Is it plausible that a president would be that petty? Yes. <laughs> yes. This president? Of course, man. I mean, Stop yeah, but Trump. that petty? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good theory. I didn't think, Jared, I didn't think about the, uh, you know, the, the government employees possibly if this if this software can get on your phone and actually record things when you're not using the app which i think the facebook app does actually but you know an audio surveillance kind of thing that that could potentially be a security threat so i could see that sure so yeah then you know you restrict your employees from doing that and you punish them if they you know if they do that but like yeah why, why does why should that affect me not that i'm on fucking tiktok but when I, I I had to do a job at the Bureau of Printing and Engraving where they uh they they create <laughs> currency and I I couldn't have a can like I don't I don't think I was allowed to have my cell phone I I know I had yeah. a, I had a flip phone but it had a camera and it was not yeah. allowed in the facility because they don't want the money printing um, process to be photographed and shared oh so, yeah you can't have your phone at the NSA either I know yeah, that for, sure, yeah. I know that for a fact I know people that that work for them hey guys sorry we're out of time here so we're gonna take things over to the uh, after hours program uh, this podcast is brought to you in part by conversations about freedom podcast hosted by moral Bob we have t-shirts over at libertariancountry.com if you put in the code PRL 
Vertigo PRL podcast, you'll receive a 10% discount. If you spend $50 or more and you use the code PRL2, you'll receive a 20% discount. Until next time, live free or die. That is shed. Drenching the flags on the tax bombs and bread. Was it by a few at the expense of the many? So did the gods and the machine. You can't justify killing by economic gain. For God, country, and democracy. You can put freedom and death point in a fun land. You support the troops that bring them home. I believe the jokes will do the best for you. And I believe that we. Have the power, have the power I hate the state And I know I'm a slave We can make a break Break the power, break the power Society owes individuals nothing more Than not interference with natural rights What's a virtuous person fully comprehends The non-aggression principle The violence of the state becomes obsolete